When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees, and you are listening to the Boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. All right, welcome on back to the boys at 161st Street. Yankees are, I was about to say rolling, but they're they're not doing bad and not doing amazing. Like the Rays are doing doing Rays things right now, but the Yankees are winning series. They they currently are three and zero, huh? We're three and series wise, three and zero series wise. Um, you know, good game tonight. We're recording this after the uh, the Tuesday night game against the Guardians. Uh, took the game the Tuesday night route route of the Guardians. Cole, you know, a little shaky start, but he he found it like great pitchers do. Um, but yeah, yeah, good start to the season today. We, we got hot or not on the docket. A little bit of an injury report roundup. A little bit of chit chatter about our man Os- Oswaldo. But uh, yeah, how are we feeling, boys? Today's episode is presented by TickPick. If you are going to any games in the near future, I know the Yankees have a homestand coming up. Uh, use code 161 to get $10 off your tickets. You, uh, there's no fees either, so you're basically getting more than $10 off. You get $10 on top of the no fees, which if you go to StubHub, SeatGeek, and all those nonsense things, you're paying out the ass on your ticket fees. So uh, what you see is what you pay. Actual, uh, actual data here. Going to the RBC Heritage this weekend, lovely little golf tournament, $108 in fees on StubHub. You can fact check me. I just looked at it. Zero dollars in fees on TickPick after everything comes out to like fifty, sixty dollars savings. So not bad. So yeah, did you use code one sixty one? I've already used my code one sixty one. It's only for first time. Got you there. Yeah. Actually I used it on my seventeenth burner account to keep getting one sixty one. Listen to that TickPick. Uh, this episode is also <laughs> brought to you by Athletic Greens. I take Athletic Greens in the morning, every single morning, in my smoothies, straight up. It tastes amazing. I've been doing it for about a month now, and um, I mean, it's just, it's just, I feel a lot better. It's a comprehensive health and uh, power of habit in one. Athletic Greens is great for recovery. I do actually take mine after working out sometimes as well, if I forget to do it in the morning, um, and it gives you a little boost after or before, whatever you want to do. I know. Uh, Damon has been doing a lot. You know, we talked about Chandler before about uh, hitting 40 miles per hour while snowboarding, but I know Damon has been playing a lot of golf recently. So would you say that this has taken uh, a few strokes off your game, Damon, maybe the short game or the hitting more fairways, potentially more greens? Oh, oh greens. wow. <laughs> See what <laughs> you did there. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, me and, uh, me and Luke played the, uh, the other weekend. I took my athletic greens before we played, and turns out I beat him. So, guess who didn't take their athletic greens in the morning? Just I did Arella. actually, but Damon took more of them. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, da- Damon's body's a temple. 
But it's a, if a comprehensive solution is what you need from uh, your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving one year free of uh, vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash 161. That's athleticgreens.com slash 161. Uh, go check it out. So to start this episode off, I want to get a vibe check a little bit. How are we feeling about you know opening day? The, uh, the hoopla from opening day is behind us. We're officially into the season now, about 10 games in. How are we feeling? I feel good. I've, uh, not amazing. I feel good. Um, I think the biggest thing that I'm trying to tell myself as the resident pessimist is that helps on the way, supposedly, with Bader. and. Whoa, uh, don't jump the gun. I got on. the injury report. But I see, I, well, he, taken. Okay, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. That help is supposedly on the way. We'll see <clears throat> whether or not that actually happens. Yeah, but uh, we're winning series. That's the most important thing. There's a lot of shit. It, the fr- people are frustrated because the way that things happen is the exact same as years past, and I get that. I just think it's too early to actually freak out or be mad. Like I'm just, I'm just gonna ride what do you the mean wave. Yeah, like look at yesterday, like punt lineups and stuff like. That call it a punt lineup don't call it a punt lineup but when you have like hicks ikf and shit like that just back to back you have ikf playing center field you have which i don't think he's looked bad in center field but point taken he's look he's looked fine but then you have colton brewer relieving domingo herman and ian hamilton or whatever the fuck his name is relieving him which to their credit they did a good job it's just stuff like that that frustrates people. That's not why the Yankees lost yesterday. They can't hit with runners in scoring position. Another point that pisses people off. It's it's seeing a lot of the same issues. They haven't gotten to a point where they're ugly, and people are like, oh, my God, like the season's collapsing. But it's frustrating, and I get it, when, like yesterday, leadoff triple from Glaber, pop-up, K, K. I, I mean, if that's not the Yankees of the past five years, what is? It's It's frustrating. I get that. But overall, I'm happy. Yeah. I'll, the, only thing I'll, the only thing I'll add to that is um, very happy to see some players perf- come out to a hot start that we were counting on in the game. I know we're going to get to this a little bit later, but Gleyber Torres doing his thing. Garrett Cole Thunder here, dude. doing his thing. I'm t- bringing I'm, hot I'm just, or not I back said, for the first time. I know. You, I'm just saying, I was saying lightly. Full, I was full full lightly hand? mentioning it. Lightly mentioning it. God that damn. people who we have been counting on for and wanting to perform have coming out hot. Um, but I do agree with Chandler that there's been way too many signs of some repeat trends of the, over the last few years. Again, I don't, I think it's too early to kind of go down that route and say that it's the same thing as last year, but there are some signs of that. those like trends repeating. And I just hope that we get in front of that and it doesn't continue to snowball into the rest of the season. So what I'll say on that is, is what I'll say on that is, you know, we expected that to happen. The season's coming, starting, even the players that are here, like Rizzo and, and others that you're coming in with injuries. So like we expected some days off. Also, even if they didn't come in with injuries, we expect some days off. And Boone's been saying that in, his press conferences and stuff like that. Like that's what I'm going to do. So don't be shocked. That's why the Yankees do it. And they're coming in with some injuries. So, you know, not only the ones that are on the field have injuries. So you have to be careful with those guys who have an injury history, but I guess I'll just use this time to get into the injury report as well. You got basically all of our other guys, amazing people like Sevi Bader, uh, Rodon Trevino. That's Lou Trevino, not, uh, 
the other Trevino. I'm blanking on his first name. <laughs> I just forgot his first name for a second. And Tommy Canely. So, I mean, I'm expecting that to happen. I, do I want to have, I think it was Calhoun was batting fifth the other night. And, you know, in classic fashion, you know, all the four, first four guys get on, do do their thing. And then that, what a what a rally killer that is to have Mr. Calhoun come in, who hasn't been awful, but you, you, you get the point. So, uh, getting into the injury report, Severino uh, threw a bullpen, 25 around pitches, and he looked pretty good, so he's uh, on the way. Bader took full uh, machine batting practice. What's that? For, for Sevy, did you see the other part of that bullpen report that he developed a splitter? No, I did not. I saw yeah, that he was throwing all these pitches. With it. Yeah, apparently he's been throwing all of his pitches with and lightly toying with a new splitter that he hasn't decided if he's going to deploy in games or not. But is something it, to watch is out it really for. the time to do that? That's I'm all, all going to say. <laughs> yeah, the most stressful pitch <laughs> on your time, elbow. Is it time to introduce a splitter? Yeah, that is. Like I think the maybe worst just pitch to throw for your focus on body. maybe focus on trying to stay on the field a little bit longer and not develop a pitch that's going to ruin your entire arm again. I'm kind of looking forward to it. If there's a guy, I mean. Hard throwing guy, mix in a little splitter. If he can do it, like the eleven games that he's going to start this year, that splitter is going to be nasty. <laughs> I'm glad you're on. <laughs> I'm not glad about it, but I'm happy that you're seeing the light of uh, what to expect from Luis Severino. Yeah, he hurt me one too many times. I can't. No I sat here and defended him for the last two years, and then he misses the first like. This is the one that did it. Season. Yeah. Because, I mean, the other ones, like Tommy John and all those were kind of bunched together, and I get that. But then, you know, this one was just like, what are we doing? But to my point earlier of stuff that's kind of pissing people off because it's a repeat of the same, injuries. Like, we can't go a day without a new injury or an injury setback or anything like that. Again, it's not time to set the panic, you know, hit the panic button, set the alarm, whatever. But I understand the frustration with it. I, I'm like cautious, cautiously optimistic with the start of the season, like I am every year. You know, if we start off hot, then it's like, woo, cool. But I mean, it's not like we're running out some vastly different team than we were last year. It's got a lot of the same flaws. So I guess it's just like happy that we're doing well. But that's in the back of everybody's mind. And I understand frustrations. It's easy to overreact to a game like yesterday where you leave every person on base every inning and it's just so fucking aggravating. You have Bieber on the ropes and can't push anything across. And I know I'm backtracking here, but I'm just no, – The injury thing just – you know, I, I, That's why like, it's so hard to be like, holy shit, World Series back on. I'm so pumped. Like, be excited. But everybody's got it in the back of their minds. Like, well, what what's going to sell me this year? What's different than with maybe it's Volpe, maybe it's Oswaldo Cabrera starting every day, maybe it's Peraza later in the season. But what what is that thing that's going to sell us that this year's different? Sorry, get back to your injuries. I apologize. So Bader took full machine BP. That's exciting to see. I mean, he apparently looks good if all goes well for the rest of the week then a rehab will start next week after that so that's that to me of all of these injury news i mean obviously the sevy and the rodan which i'll get to in a second are important um but i i really am looking forward to having uh bader back locking down center field and just being 
another, you know, you see a Bader and you see a Volpe in the back end of the lineup, probably. I know Bader was in the middle of the, the heart of the lineup during the playoffs because he was, he was tearing the cover off the ball. But I expect him to be in like the 7-8 spot along with Volpe. So you get guys like that. And then you get a guy in DJ leading off. If we do stick with that, I know we probably are because that's what DJ is. But we know we had that conversation about potentially shifting Volpe to the leadoff spot, which right now doesn't look so good. Um, but if you have Volpe and Bader in the back end, and we talk about the double leadoff a lot, that's a great duo to have a chance of having on the base paths with a guy, a high contact guy with runners in scoring position in DJ coming up to knock them in. So I love that. Get a lot of hit and runs that way, potentially like. That, that I'm excited for out of all of the people on their way back. Bader excites me a lot in that sense. Um, Rodon had back tightness, which delayed his last live session, but the elbow looks good, and that's what he was actually on the injured list for. So not really excited to see the back tightness, but it doesn't seem like it's a huge deal. Any comments on any of those two players, Mr. Chandler and Mr. Damon? Damon? Um... I mean, you don't need to force it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nothing additional Pass. that you said. <laughs> Chandler, anything additional, or should I move on? Uh, I have. I'm frustrated about Rodon. I think everybody, like, hopefully, it's not a big deal, but it's frustrating. Bader, I'm curious who you guys think will get sent down when he gets called back up. Probably Calhoun, or whenever he's healthy. Yeah, probably Calhoun. I mean, he's the he's the odd man out, even though. He's had a good game or two game, two good games. Especially how Franchi's hitting right now, which we'll get to in a second on the hots. But I, I think Calhoun probably. I've seen yeah. a lot of people, not a lot, but I've seen a couple of people say IKF, which is interesting. I don't think that's true whatsoever, though. I mean, I mean, his yeah. he's basically being used solely as a third baseman and outfielder right now. Like, so you don't need another outfielder. I, I, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't think it'll be IKF either. But I saw somebody talk about it and. I, Boone, Boone loves IKF. I mean, he's and to not like to count towards IKF here. He has been doing exactly what he's been asked of. I mean, he's not really hitting the cover off the ball. He's actually pretty terrible <laughs> hitting, but fielding he's doing fine. He adds that little element of being able to plug and play if you need to give another guy a day off in the infield, uh, whether it's third base or shortstop. He can do both of those things. So I think that added element gives him more of a spot over a guy like Calhoun. And yeah. we know he can run the bases decently well. So I, I don't see that happening. The, uh, so probably gonna be Calhoun. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I think going back to Rodon real quick, the only thing I'll, I'll say on that is I just hope we don't get another situation year after year where these injuries just become bigger and bigger than they actually are. I like, I, I just, I can't stand hearing that there's a setback and he's going to be, you know, two more weeks, three more weeks, going going back on the IL, and he's just never fully healed because this injury is just like he's dealing with that thing again. Montas. And no, I mean, Montas like, is one like example, Montas. but just like, yeah, sure, like a Montas or literally any other person who's ever been injured in the, in the Yankees before. Like, I'd rather just them be straight up and just say, hey, this guy might be out and we need to fucking do something about it because I just hate these lingering things that are never going to be resolved with. Yeah, and, that's and that just same, goes back. And that just goes, goes back to what happens last year. Same goes with Bader too. Like, I, I, he's an injury-prone guy. I want him to be fully healthy before coming back because there's no sense in bringing them back early when we're doing just fine without them. And we'll get into a bunch of team stats as well in the Hot or Nots uh, that we're actually doing pretty fine without the 
two of our aces coming back, Rodon and and Sevy. So going down this list, Lou Trevino bullpen, uh, he's doing well, and Canely well into his throwing program as well. So two more bullpen arms along the way. Again, I said the starters are doing well without those two main guys, but these are two huge guys for the bullpen, and, and the bullpen is also doing pretty well too. So um, actually very well. So without further ado, I think we can get into hot or not here because that is the the meat and potatoes of this conversation. Um, who wants to do the hots? And for those who are just checking in with us this season, welcome in. And um, hot or not is basically I'm going to spit out stats of recent for this for for the purposes of this one. It's going to be stats from just year to date because it's the first one of the season. But we try to do it around once a week to give a good enough sample size to take a look at the guys that are doing well and the guys that are doing bad. Do we think it's going to stick for the rest of the season? Is it real or is it fool's gold? And obviously, you know, spoiler alert, judges on this list, but the the purposes of this uh, segment aren't to point out the guys that you expect to be there. It's more to, you know, poke holes at the Franchi Corderos of the world and, and do we think this is legit and uh, can we continue that? Or will he continue it or is he going to come back down to earth? We've seen a lot of guys run through this list and uh, quickly find their way on the not list the week after. So, And that's baseball. It's a fickle fickle game. So uh, who wants to do the hots? I'll do the hots. All right, Damon. Okay, I'll do the, Step I'll up do to the, the plate, Damon. All right, uh, we actually don't have the sound queued up yet for the season, but we're actually thinking about choosing a different sound for the 2023 season. So uh, stay tuned for that next week. But first up on the hot list is none other than Glaber Torres. He uh, This season sporting a 387 batting average, 537 on base, 710 slugging, good for a 1.246 OPS, 249 OPS plus, five stolen bases, two homers. You buying it, Damon? I'm buying it. Uh, I need to see this play for the rest of the month. I'm gonna super buy it. So super buy. It. Okay. Super buy it. But I'm like, I'm happy, but we'll. Uh, I'm still skeptical. Skeptical, I am too. We'll get into that conversation in uh, more detail after we run through the rest of this list. Aaron Judge, like I mentioned before, four homers, seven ribbies, three thirty three batting average, one dot one OPS, two hundred eight OPS. Plus, I'm not even going to give you the opportunity there, obviously, Judge, but it's just good to see him continue. And honestly, this is probably going to be the only time that he's on this list for the rest of the year, unless he gets super duper cold, because we just expect that out of Judge, and we want to shed light on other areas of the team that's worth talking about, because we could just sit on a soapbox for days and be like, oh, Aaron Judge is so good, but it's good to see him picking up where he left off um, with everything, the home runs and the batting average, and... uh I guess if you guys want to say any words on Judge, since this is probably going to be his only time on this list, <laughs> unless he hits yeah, like 10 I mean, home uh, runs in a week. I am pleasantly surprised that nothing has changed as of yet. So that's about it. <laughs> I got nothing. He looks like everything that was promised. I not mean, even not promised, promised everything. But you know what? Everything that everything happened last done. year, not even a step down whatsoever. It looks like he's like in prime home run chase mindset. It's just fantastic to see. Uh, Franchi Cordero's Cordero's Cordero, uh, 294 batting average, three home runs, uh, 1.074 OPS, 195 OPS plus. Yeah, like, I, I, it's a cool story right now. I'm obviously super, like, I love watching him play. It's super exciting. Uh, you know, am I, do I think he's going to be the the guy who brings the Yankees 
throughout the entire season and brings them up the whole season? Probably not, but I think it's a fun thing to watch right now. And I hope it continues, but I think as we get more healthy, I don't think he's going to be in the lineup all the time. So uh, I'm not buying, but I'm very happy watching him at the moment. So sell, but yeah, I get it. Um, Wanted to get into both the starters and relievers, like I mentioned. So starters as a whole, uh, without Seve and Rodon, obviously. It's interesting to look at them without them, and same with relievers without Canely and Trevino. Um, So... Where they rank in the entire league in these categories. ERA, 3rd, FIP, 7th, WAR, 7th, K-9, 8th, home runs per 9, 9th, innings pitch, 26th, uh, and strikeout to walk ratio, 7th. You buying this success outside of Seve and Rodon? Well, I think that I think that, that this list doesn't include Seve and Rodon as even more of a buy. I think that because we've done this without them, just kind of makes it that much more promising. I mean, Cole's been exactly what we have asked for. Schmidt has shown signs of, uh, you know, being a, a good fifth starter. Nothing that is solidified yet, but he's been showing signs that uh, I can get behind. And I got some young arms who are definitely surprising us. And uh, Nestor continues to be that uh, pumpkin that never hits midnight. So I am, uh, you know, I love fucking watching Nestor play and he continues just to be fucking dominant. So yeah, I'm buying them, especially for the fact that we don't have um, the two guys who are missing, who are huge additions to the, the, the rotation. All right. More than that a second. Then relievers ERA, their fourth batting average against their seventh strikeout percentage, their first walk percentage, their 13th strikeout to walk ratio. First whip seventh FIP second. Yeah, I mean, overall, I've been very happy with how the bullpen's been playing, so uh, I'm going to buy that as well. I think there's a couple people who we will probably get into who uh, I'm a little skeptical about, but, I mean, overall, I think we've been fucking doing pretty well. So let's start there. Who are you you worried about? What's up? I said let's start there then, because that's the end of the hot (laughs) list. Who are you worried about? Sorry, it cut out for a sec. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like... I don't want to say the two people who uh, Chandler love, but you know, Mike King and Lewisaga are uh, not not the brightest bunch. So uh, as of uh, the beginning of this season, I know that they're talking about their IQ like that, Damon. (laughs) I'm just saying they haven't had the hottest start. I know that I know that Mike King's coming off of a major injury, uh, and Lewisaga hasn't quite figured out. I don't know what's been going on with him. Lewisaga's on the also on the the IL. I know, but before that, but I, like I again, before that, you know what I mean. Obviously, there was a reasoning behind why he went that why he wasn't doing so well. But I'm trying to get at that. You know, these are guys who, when healthy, are fucking huge parts of the bullpen, and we expect a lot from them. Then we, you know, we have big roles for them throughout the whole season. So we hope that they can get healthy and become like what they were before. But they haven't so far, and that's a big Damn worry. Those are two big worries. If, if I may, with Michael King, since his first game where he gave up two runs, he's thrown three and a third, given up no runs, zero walks, and four Ks. Which is great. So. I'm just saying, uh, again, so he's not the bright bulb in the bunch. I'm, just, I'm just saying, saying it's it still great. I, I'm saying, but we're talking about buying. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be devil's advocate here and say he's coming off an injury and that I need to see more for me to be super confident that the injury's not going to be an issue. That's all I'm saying. It's also a way of totally saying fair. you could be lenient with him because he's coming off an injury and you got to give him time. 
Yeah. You could play both sides here. Could, I think, could be seen both ways. I'm just leaning a little more towards to talk about. negative side. We need to talk about Colton Brewer. Came in last night in an absolute mess, which Domingo Herman left him with five walks, three innings. Just a really, really shit show of a fourth inning. Colton Brewer came in, limited the damage, didn't give up any runs, immediately got a ground out, and then I think it was a bases loaded double play. Bases loaded, got a ground out, and then a double play. So hats off to Colton Brewer. He's looked really good so far. I mean, he's a 30-year-old journeyman reliever. I don't know how long that will last. But I was about to say, I mean, do you think right that's now, enough for him to stay on when Trevino and Canley come back up? Yeah, I think he'll be on. I think Ian Hamilton might go. I don't know much about him. But, I mean, Colton Brewer right now has five innings pitched, um, hasn't given <laughs> up a run. Uh, really big sample two, size. Struck out two. I mean, it's as big of a sample yeah, size got, as you can yeah. have this He's got as many innings as Michael King. Like it's they're true. relying on him for for this point in the season. They're relying on him a lot more than I would expect for somebody that, for sake of argument, call him a no name guy. He's not a high pedigree reliever by any means, and he's coming in it's and getting a lot of, of meaningful innings. He's not. He's not a. He's a no name. I guy. mean, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to be a dick. Like he's been around the league for a while, but you know he's he's doing. Everything we could have asked for and more and getting kind of thrust into these major innings with Eliza being hurt and King coming back from injury and, you know, Canely and Trevino hurt. Like, we were not expecting in January for Colton Brewer to be coming in and throwing a lot of meaningful innings to start the season. He is. He's doing a damn good job. So hats off to him. I don't know if it's sustainable, but even if he can keep up like a fraction of this, I'm happy. Yeah, and I, I, I think the same story goes for both the starters and the relievers is there are two big pieces. I know there's two bigger pieces for the starters that are missing in Seve and Rodon, but, I mean, relievers Trevino and, and Canely are just as important to that staff as I think Rodon and Seve are to the starters. You can make that argument just because of the positions that they hold in the high leverage innings in, in a game. I know it's probably, it's definitely more important and more war can be, uh, provided from the Seve and the Rodon side of things. But, I mean, in terms of, you know, a guy gives up uh, an early start and he gives up a couple runs, gets pulled in the third, you need the guys like Canley and like Trevino to to limit the damage there. So I, I'm I'm very excited for those guys to come back and I'm happy to see them progressing. But like I was saying, same stories going on with both of these. They all, Each of these categories, which are all the main categories essentially, are within the top 10 except for... Walk percentage, that's about middle of the pack, but strikeout to walk ratio is first, so I kind of throw that out the window. Maybe just don't walk as many guys. Uh, I don't expect that to get much better with the addition of Trevino and and Canely coming off injury. It's probably going to stay around the same, but even with the starters too, I mean, ERA, all these things, all within the top 10. The only thing that I'm slightly, I wouldn't say concerned, it's just something to note, is that the innings pitched is 26th. We're not getting a lot of length out of our starters, which I want that to uh, to increase. But more of the reason why I think Trevino and Canley are important because right now our starters aren't really getting us length, and that's probably more so due to the fact that a lot of the pitchers we have starting in our rotation right now are young. And Clark Schmidt and I mean Brito shoved, but those kind of guys are getting a lot of meaningful innings right now, and they're not really Domingo Herman. and Domingo Herman guys like that guys that aren't going to be household names hopefully for the rest of the year. Uh, maybe they are because guys coming off injuries not really gonna go very long. So 
yeah, just happy with both of those, and it's only going to go up from here. And uh, I would definitely buy both of those things. I'd super buy them with the expectation that those guys are going to come back. But um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about Glaber Torres. Obviously, that's he's the heart and soul of the Yankees right now. He has a higher war as it stands. I know it's a small sample size than Aaron Judge. I mean, he he's literally tearing the fucking cover off the ball. I mean, a 1.247 OPS, a 249 OPS plus. This is obviously not going to be sustained. This is better than the Glaber that we saw uh, when he hit 37 home runs in the juice ball era. But, I mean, if you look at his uh, baseball savant, I mean, it looks crazy. It's This is the, the Glaber that was advertised. I know we're 10 games in, but everything is in the 97th percentile. And, and But the, the biggest thing for me that what I'm looking at here and I hope continues. And I'm at, I wonder what you guys think on this is that his strikeout percentage and walk percentage are 97th percentile and 99th percentile respectively walks being in the 99th percentile that to me and with percentage is the 80th percentile. And uh, it's just, that's crazy to me because I got a couple stats that I, I heard somewhere, but it's just like things that he's doing are just, it's just so it makes me think it's possible to continue because the quality of what he's doing can't really be like it, it. This is stuff that can only happen if you're actually, you can't luck into this kind of thing. So it's just, his eye seems to be better. I mean, the strikeout percentage and the walk percentage being up is, is amazing. He's only whiffed on two, uh, two strike pitches this entire season. He actually hasn't popped up a single ball. So that's kind of crazy. Um, He's going oppo a lot more. His sweet spot percentage is 44% compared to the MLB's 33%. And he's just making more contact. Like, like I said, where he ranks 99th and 97th percentile in strikeout and walk percentage. But in terms of whiff percentage, it's only 19 versus 27 last year. And he has nine walks in nine games. Last year, he didn't get his ninth walk until his 49th game. So it's just like, he seems like a different player in the box right now. And it's just it seems a lot more just like quality at bats and quality eye and that kind of thing. Obviously the power is up and not to mention the stolen bases. He has five stolen bases and he had 10 all of last year. So all of those things, it's he's just a very complete player right now. And I hope it continues, but I don't expect it to stay to this caliber. So not to be the bearer of bad news. As of six minutes ago, Aaron Boone says Glaber Torres will not play tomorrow after feeling groin tightness and leaving the game in the ninth. Are you fucking kidding me? I'll, I'll, <laughs> I mean, none of that changes, obviously, but I, I'll hope for the best. I hope it's just, a, it's just maintenance, which I shouldn't I'm use really the word maintenance 10 games into the season, but. That would suck. But let's let's assume he's fine. Let's, Just continue, let's continue the conversation. conversation that he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> let's continue. <laughs> let's forget about that. And let's just, uh, uh, you know. Should have just mentioned like that after the episode. Healthy. Okay. Okay. So uh, pretending I didn't read that, Glaber Torres is one of, I mean, it's hard to say he's the most important player on this team because you have guys like Aaron Judge. You have guys like John Carlos Stanton. But... Glaber Torres, that healthy, like good, bordering star that he was in 2018 19 and what he's shown to this point this year, is such a breath of fresh air to put in that 
five spot in a fully healthy, like in a do or die playoff game, you've got Glaber Torres in the five spot backing up Judge, Rizzo, and Stanton. Incredible. That is an incredible five bat on the days that DJ's off and he's batting leadoff. Like we've always been, at least on this show, proponents of him batting leadoff. He's done a great job at it. Like when he's hitting like this, it, it, it adds a whole new element to the Yankees. When he is right, it's like it's not just another player that's doing well. Like it's expected out of judge. It's expected out of Stanton that these are these big bats. It's basically like just bringing in another star caliber player that when he's off, like in 2020 and 2021, like you feel that presence. Like you feel that giant hole in the lineup because you don't have that true five hole hitter. You don't have somebody that's a threat behind all of our big guys. When you have a right Glaber Torres, you have that. And it is, it, completely changes this lineup completely completely changes it more so than and again i hate to compare it to judge because aaron judge is otherworldly he is arguably the best player in baseball but like glaber torres completely completely changes the dynamic of this lineup when he's healthy and playing well and having him in that five hole is like that's an important spot obviously you need the one through four but he's a very very he's one of the better five hole players i mean if he keeps playing like this he's probably one of the best five hole hitters i'd rather have him there than fucking previously we had donaldson there so he's when you talk about x factors this is definitely an x factor when glaber's going good the team is going good because you know you can count on the guys like judge like stanton to have theirs i know stanton will be streaky but you can count on those guys rizzo is very consistent quietly having an awesome year and Obviously, the DJs of the world, there's consistency there. And, and Glaber, if he can find some of that consistency, this team is going to go a very long way. And that's one other point that I wanted to make is, you know, not mentioned on this hot or not is the Rizzos of the world and, you know, the Stantons who are crushing home runs. Like the big thing for me is that outside, well, even with Bader gone and like the starters and the stars are performing very, very well, if not otherworldly. And that's very awesome for me to see. And then you got guys like Franchi Cordero, they sprinkle in and are doing their jobs in the stead of a guy like, you know, Bader coming in the waiting in the wing. So the thing yeah. that I'm also noticing, which we'll get to in a moment is, you know, the, the younger guys, Volpe's of the world are not playing all that well, but the veterans that you expect to do big things are doing big things. And I really like seeing that. Can we take a second to to give John Carlos Stanton his due? Like, I'm surprised he didn't make the hot list, but he's off to a torrid start to the year. Yeah. This is what we need out of John Carlos Stanton. I know we were talking about it a lot leading up to the season, where his position in the top 100 was it justified? Was it not? You know, a lot of people get pissed off about his contract. John Carlos Stanton, and I will take this to my grave. I said it before. I'll say again. His contract for what he does on this team is an absolute steal. He's been a fantastic Yankee. You won't find a guy outside, not named Aaron Judge or John Carlos Stanton that's that accountable for what they do, handles the media well, everything. And again, it's kind of quiet because you expect it out of him. He just goes about his business. But I mean, he's off to a 278, 316, 583 start. He's already got, uh, what has he got? Three home runs already. I mean, all of his stat, uh, baseball savant metrics are exactly what you'd expect. Not striking out a, a uh, he's ton, actually, no, so that's, that's what I wouldn't no, expect. No, he's in, he's in the 87th percentile in strikeouts. Yeah. But, I mean, the rest are all exactly where you'd expect. Max exit velo, 100th percentile, shit like that. It's just 
it's so awesome and he's so underappreciated. Like I, I just wanted to give him his his couple minutes of uh, fame on our show here because by the time he retires, I do think he'll be a fringe Hall of Famer if he gets to 500 home runs, which I think he will. I think he'll probably be a Hall of Famer and he'll go into the Hall of Fame as a Yankee. And people like people forget that people trash this guy. He's so fucking good year after year. Like, and I get that he has frustrating moments. He hit into that double play to end the game early in the season. It's shit like that that people really just take home and like they just bear down on it for weeks at a time. John Carlos Stanton's fucking awesome. Like, just we talked about it last year. Like, you just need to accept him for what he is. He's not going to win another MVP, probably, because he doesn't play enough in the field. He's probably going to get hurt every year. We're hoping for 130 to 140 games. That's a good year for John Carlos Stanton injury wise. Like, but outside of that, he's good for 30 to 40 home runs a year. He's going to hit 250 plus most of the time. Like, he's a very, very good baseball player. And one last stat that I'll pass off. I don't know if you guys saw this. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. <laughs> In the StatCast era, John Carlos Stanton is 125, 126 as of yesterday. Batted balls tracked at 116 plus. The next closest is Aaron Judge with 39. <laughs> That's wild. It's absurd. Expected, but but still wild. I mean, that's just crazy. And the re- I mean, the reason I didn't put him on that list is because if you just pick any of those superstars, like I mentioned, and they're off to the starts that you expected, if if not better than we expected, and that's awesome to see because when you get some of the other guys back, then you have a very complete lineup and you see less of Aaron Hicks and less of IKF. So love to see it. I mean, insert DJ, insert Rizzo, Rizzo more than DJ, but like it, it's, it's really nice to see the, the stars getting off to a hot start. It's definitely better than the, the alternative. Uh, do you want to get into the not list? Sure. Just two guys. I mean, we've we've been off to a pretty hot start, so I mean, you can add in some other knots if you feel so inclined. But Hicks, I can't. Yeah, I mean, those. But here's the thing: the reason why we do this segment is not to point out and state the obvious, like we mentioned before. We want to talk about the the elephants in the room, the controversial guys that you didn't expect to be there, or you expected to be there, and you want to either send them to the sun, like that's uh, something that we do here, but um. Without further ado, Chandler, Anthony Volpe is the first on the hot list. You probably expected to see this uh, or didn't expect to see before the season, but expected now that you've seen a little bit of him to make this list because we expected definitely more out of him or maybe you didn't. I don't know, but uh, slash line 129 batting average 250 on base 194 slug good for a 573 OPS, a 33% strikeout percentage, a 32 OPS plus and three stolen bases. What do you think? You buying or selling this? No, I'm selling it. Give him time. Um, I'll get into it a little more when we're done. But basically, he's been a slow starter at every level. And you got to remember this kid's making a jump from basically uh, he's got a handful of games in AAA, but he's basically making a jump from AA to the majors. Tack that on with his adjustment period that he's had at every level so far. I, I think it's as expected. Um, I, I'm not ready to press the panic button or even consider it for at least a couple months. Like it, it for me to be concerned and sit here and buy this, it would have to be this line in uh June, July. I was gonna say June, like, yeah. June, July with zero improvement. Like if he's steadily improving, 
I think that's just, you know, it's again, a testament to that he's young and learning, but I, I mean, look at the guys that, you know what? I'm just going to keep going on Anthony Volpe. We'll keep get going. We only have two on this list. I was about to say continue because we'll just yeah. might as well beat this yeah, to so, a dead horse, have the whole conversation and move on to the next guy. Yeah. I mean, you look at guys like Adley Rutschman and, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, Rodriguez from the, uh, Mariners, Julio. but uh, Julio Rodriguez from the Mariners. And like these guys look at the stats. They started like two for 28 and shit like that. Now look at Adley is one of the best players in the American league, tearing the cover off the ball. He, he's got a sweet know, swing. He's that a, home run he had the other he's night. A, he's awesome. Left from left and right side. It's he's insane. a switch hitter. That's a beast. He's a damn good catcher. Like he's a pretty fun pick at decent odds for AL MVP. Like he's that kind of player. He started off just as bad. It's, it's stuff like that. Like I, it's, the nature of the beast with Yankee fans and Yankees in general, everything's going to be magnified because of the stage you're on and how much everybody hates the Yankees and how much of assholes Yankees fans are in general. But I'm not even remotely worried. Like here's the stat I was talking about: 2021 A or low and high A ball, April and May, 239 batting average, 796 OPS. June through September, 309 and a 1.1. 2022 double a triple a april may 203 684 ops june through september 268 853 it's how he's gone about his entire career i remember us sitting here on the show last year when he started out in double a and he was ice cold after the historic shortstop class and we're like what the fuck are we doing like anthony volpe may be a little more raw than we think he's going to take a few more years and then we look down at it's august and we're like holy shit this guy's doing unprecedented things in the minors he's got 50 stolen bases and 20 home runs it's like him and one other player in the history of baseball to have this stat line like i i do think he's gonna take some more time i don't think it's gonna be overnight like when you're listening to this episode or maybe somebody listens to this to a month from now i don't think he's gonna be just in another world by then i think it's gonna take time i think he's gonna gradually get used to it he's going to gradually adjust it's not just going to be you know a switch flips and then all is well i mean give the kid time he's what 22 21 years old like yep it's it's an adjustment period he'll be fine he'll be fine totally fine come talk to me in july and if he's still hitting with these numbers in july then maybe maybe he needs some more seasoning but there is my panic meter i know we have done that in the past if you want to do a panic meter my panic meter is at one and a half yeah yeah uh, i'm i'm around there too everything you said retweet um just obviously thought to bring it up i mean the things that are you have to you have to bring it up because he's he was this like the most highly touted person since Derek jeter more so than aaron judge like we have to talk about it or else we're doing a disservice to the show we're more so checking in we're checking in on his progression and it's starting out exactly probably honestly we had high hopes for him coming in here we had we wanted him to do really well we wanted him to just tear the car off the ball out of the gate the expectation was probably more of this and i hope my hope is and it's it seemed that way because tonight was the first off day if i'm not mistaken that volpe's had my hope is that the yankees will just stick with him and and run him out there at shortstop every single night and they are other than tonight which everybody else is getting scheduled off days and this is he's probably the first or the the last to get an off day. So uh, I don't think he got that day because he was struggling. And one thing I will say too, I said this at the beginning after the first week is that he looks awesome when he is on the bases. He looks really good. 
And that's a breath of fresh air that we don't have outside of Bader on this team when he's back. So it's it's amazing to have a guy like that on the bases. Hope he gets on base more often. But he's playing a damn good shortstop as well. People aren't talking about that. I mean, outs above average. I mean, maybe people are talking about that. But, you know, you focus a lot on the offensive side. But 88th percentage percentile in uh, outs above average. And uh, he's walking a ton too. So those kind of things are the kind of things that you, you are less streaky. And if he's consistent in that respect, then I'm, I'm very happy. I mean, two thirds of the game is like, he's not going to be very streaky in the, in his eye. You can't teach that. And the way he plays the field. So I expect the, the hitting and the offense to, to come up as he gets used to the level that he's at, like you said, Chandler. So, um, but yeah, he, and I will bases say too. his at bats, the quality of his at bats are improving. Like he's he doesn't just look totally lost up there. Some at bats he they're rough, but like yesterday he hit two balls on the nose. He hit a triple the other day that would have been a home run in eight stadiums. He smoked a ball to right field yesterday. Like he's doing a lot of the right things. I, I I'm not a baseball coach, but if he sticks to what he's doing, I, I have every reason to believe that those are going to start falling. He's going to start having a few things click, you know, give, give the guy a couple lucky breaks, a couple bounces that go his way. And then, you know, just keep adjusting. I, I don't see any reason why we're not looking at this. Uh, you know, he could still very much in the next two months, just turn around and be the rookie of the year favorite, like in the blink totally. of an eye. He's that, he's yep. that kind of talent that, I'm just so, so, so not worried about it. So next and last on the not list uh, is Clark Schmidt. Uh, he had two starts, 6.2 innings pitched, which obviously that's not a big sample size, but I bring it up to show you the length that he's been going in those two starts. Uh, average, if you're if you're a mathematician, that's 3.1 innings per, per start. Uh, 9.45 ERA, which isn't really relevant because of the small sample size, but that's what we have. Uh, 62.5 percentage uh left on base percentage letting in a lot of runs under pressure and a 6.7 FIP. So the ERA is uh, maybe a slightly inflated, but that's to what he's pitching to. But if you look at the Saber metrics, uh, nothing looks good outside of the fastball spin, which we know he's got a lot of spin and uh, the cutter batters are, Hey, we were talking about the cutter being implemented, really excited about it. Nobody could touch it. People are hitting 500 against it right now. So um, are you worried? Uh yeah, I am afraid he might not be a starter. I mean, it's too easy, too soon to pull the plug. But uh, this was your—I mean, this was your chance. And only two, two starts. starts. Only two starts. It's two starts, and all of our pitchers are still dead. So he has time, and it's not like Domingo's separating himself from the pack. He's Domingo's not going out there and just you know shoving it. Like he has looked pretty bad for the most part. Uh. There's still plenty of time. I am worried, though. Like, I I can make excuses for Clark Schmidt in every season before this because I like him, and I've always been a big Clark Schmidt fan. I th- have always thought he's going to be a dominant mid to top rotation arm, two three starter, like like a dominant three good two. And uh, like I said, I've always kind of had his back, but like, there's no excuses this year. You developed a new pitch that. We were looking at the spin rate. You look at his cutter. I think it was compared to Sandy Alcantara. And, Corbin Burns. Uh, spring, Corbin Burns that we were looking at in um, spring training. And it was, you know, the spin rates were similar and everything. 
You're coming in here with no injuries, nobody hunting you down for your position. It's yours to take. Like you at this point, fuck, he started game two of the season. So he really has nobody breathing down his neck. There's no threat and he still can't produce like even a little bit. There's not even a there's not even really a bright spot. You can't even look at him and be like, Well, he's had a few unlucky bats. He's been bad. He's been really, really bad. And I, I just don't know. I'm scared that this might be the real Clark Schmidt. Like maybe he is just a long relief, like an average innings eater reliever. And if he is, so be it. It's a huge disappointment, but there is value to that. Not much, but there is. But yeah. I, I don't want to overreact. Don't it's too soon. I know. It's I, I don't want to overreact to this two starts, but you know, it, you can a little bit because he needed to have it. Like he needed to come out guns blazing you know, we were talking about him. If all healthy, would he have won the five starter spot? I think probably out of camp, he looked really good out of camp. Spring training isn't everything, but he looked good. So I think he probably would have won that five starter spot over Domingo. And now he he kind of you know through injuries lucked into a a two three not two but three starter role until you know the clock strikes midnight. Severino and Rodon come back. I I don't know. If right now he's done enough to stay in the rotation as the five starter, I think him coming out here has done more harm than good to him. Other than you know when you compare back to what he did in spring training, so you don't want to overreact to the first two starts, but you you don't you got people that are waiting in the wings coming back soon, and Domingo I think has done enough at the major league level to show that he should be the guy over him. Am I wrong in saying that? No. I mean, you I could mean, look towards the potential and be like, yeah, I like what Clark Schmidt has. We we know the ceiling of Domingo. We know what we're going to get at the high end. A guy who might... Yeah, but after, after a few more one starts... And then fucking throw a nine, eight inning perfect game and then the game, they end up losing that game. <laughs> I remember that game like it's yesterday against yeah. the Sox, but... But like, a- after a few more starts and, and if Clark Schmidt continues to have poor outings it stops becoming this guy's potential to this this guy this guy just can't start like he's he's had enough opportunity or he will have hit will head the threat the threshold of having enough opportunity to where he again like what Chandler said he might just not be a starter and it's it's a very real situation and if we're talking about him versus herman and or anyone else i, I don't know it, it's going to be a, a close call in terms of like what we're more confident in and one thing, I mean, one, take one more thing. Over. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I might, I might. I, I mean, that that's a very early. He had one great start. I mean, you could say the same about like Louis Medina, that kind of thing. I think they, those two are very similar in that sense. Like they can, they have shown that they can dominate on the major league level, albeit for a small sample size. But you know, I don't know, man. I, I just I lost my train of thought. But I, I just I don't think. I don't know if there's not enough to write him off as an MLB pitcher, but I just don't know that he's going to have the opportunity again. We we talk about opportunities. He had one here. I mean, in, in, on another team, yeah, he could be a major league pitcher in the rotation, but the Yankees have a very uh, – we talked about it before. It's It's probably the top, if not one of the top staffs in baseball when all healthy, Severino, Cole, Rodon, Nestor. I mean, it's just – it's tough – and when you have a we have a loaded rotation like that, there's not a lot of margin for error. And when you come out like this, it's not really uh, doesn't really bode well for you, dude. Seventy four percent hard hit percentage. That's absurd. 
I mean, you look at the sabermetrics outside of that too, like average exit velocity. He's the velocity. He's the first percentile. Hard hit percentage, like you mentioned, first percentile, which is not good. People are barreling him up. His expected stuff is not great. He's supposed to be a strikeout pitcher. He's middle of the pack there. 31st percentile in chase rate. Like it's, it's not great. Again, this is early, but I don't know if he's going to have enough opportunity after this. Hopefully, next time he goes out there, he absolutely shoves and uh, shuts me up. But, I mean, I'm not wrong for saying it. I'm reacting to the sample size that I've been dealt so far, and it's just the truth. I like I like Lark Schmidt. I hope he, hope he uh, ends up being the five-star, but I think that's his, his peak of the year, being the five-starter. <laughs> that's his the, the two innings he threw that were pretty good <laughs> or no i'm saying like that but I, but like him like his the highest point clark schmidt will get to is the five starter on the yankees and that that's pretty damn cool so congrats clark yeah oh one thing i, I before we wind down can we stop benching oswaldo cabrera every other game I mean, fucking Christ! What do you what like seriously? What more do you need from him to prove he's the everyday left fielder, especially with all the injuries right now? Like, fucking, I, I, ugh, ugh, it makes me so mad. He came out there today. He had another great game. He scored on a single that I don't know how the fuck he scored. He was cooking around third. Amazing slide, whatever. But he's playing the positions well. He's hitting – He's the bat's coming alive. He's not, like, tearing the cover off the ball, but it's coming alive. Like, why will you not give him consistent playing time? I cannot understand it. And you look at his interview today with Meredith. He's the perfect the perfect teammate. He's a great guy. Did I don't know if you guys saw that, but basically Meredith asked him what his favorite position was, and he's just, yeah, like, smiling, that. laughing. Like, you know Oswaldo Cabrera at this point. It, like, he's just a happy dude. He's like, yeah, my, I always say my favorite position is where Booney wants me that day. Like <laughs> – like he's he's awesome. He's such an awesome player. This like he's quickly, quickly, quickly becoming one of my favorite Yankees. I would say he's probably already up there towards the top for me. All right, obviously not one or two. Yeah, you know, there's the clear cut spots for that. But like, I I really really enjoy watching him play. He's a breath of fresh air to this lineup. He's you, you know what perfect example. We sat here uh, a year two years ago. I don't know, but we, it's been a consistent problem. So it's, it stays the same that the Yankees don't have a guy. Like we have Aaron judge who's awesome, but you look at the, like the Braves, they've got Ronald Acuna who's flashy and he does all these crazy things. Oswaldo is our guy. That's super like in your face. He's just so exciting to watch. And I am by no means talking poorly about Aaron judge. I love that man. He is just the best baseball player ever. I love him whatever Oswaldo's this just whole new dynamic of exciting flashy he does all these little things he's scoring on you know scorchers to right field from second like he's always smiling bouncing around he plays short he plays left field he's just he's so exciting to watch and such a breath air on breath of fresh air on a team that's so business-like in every other facet I mean he's he's started seven out of ten yeah but every time he gets hot it's just like Seven, like seven he out of ten be, is a lot of games. I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate. He did. He is starting a lot, and I mean, right now he's sitting every third game. I would so. like him to be out there every day. Yes, but seven out of ten is still. But I mean, that's still 
uh, that's still a platoon player. Like I he's know. sitting every every third game. Like p- put that over a season. And if it's seven out of ten as well with Bader coming back, it's only going to get worse from there. I just I think he needs to be an everyday player. I agree. I mean, that hasn't I mean, had a hundred. That hasn't had 113 games played if he keeps this up over the entire season, and that's to me, that's not enough. I know. I just think they don't see it that way yet. I think he's going to be a platoon player, and that's unfortunate because I, I would like him to be getting – I talk about that a lot. I, lo- I want him to get the consistent at-bats so that he can progress. I just don't know that they're going to do that. I mean, I, I look at the sabermetrics too. Like he, he hasn't really done it with the stick right now. He's in uh, not great territory. He's in, uh, I'll, I'll say, he's in Clark Schmidt territory on the offensive side right now. In a lot of blue out there. I don't first percentile in barrel, in, in expected batting average, expected woba, expected slug. So uh, I don't read too much into the expected stuff, but you know. 596 OPS. I'm done reading stats for today because it's a small sample size. But I, I I think the main thing on Oswaldo is he has started 7 out of 10, and I think that's exactly what the Yankees want to do with him. I know what you're saying, and I know what I want. I know what Damon probably wants. We want the young guys to get consistent playing time, but that's just going to be the nature of the beast. It's only going to get worse from here with Bader coming back too, which I, I say worse loosely because I want Bader to play a lot, but it, it's for Oswaldo in terms of getting consistent run out there. I don't expect him to be the everyday left fielder. I mean, um, he won the everyday left field job out of camp, so I just don't, did he I don't though? understand how he, they told, they told him he did. So that's why, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't tell us that he won the left field job. Yeah. And then I guess this is their version of I, winning. The and then do job. everything that he was asked to do, and then bench him. Like that's that's where it gets yeah. frustrating. He's done nothing that it's, has caused him to be benched or not. Yeah, it's get not his like, playing time. It's not like he's off to just the worst start ever offensively either. Like he's getting hits, he's getting on base, no, and it's is I I just don't I, like I said I don't get it. And I think even with Bader back, there's room for him. Like Oswaldo and left, Bader and center, Judge and right. Yeah. I would like that. It, that should be like if you go into a playoff series with Bader healthy, assuming, and everybody healthy, that should be your outfield. As as things sit today on April 11th, that should be your outfield. Agreed. All right. I think that is That's it from us. Um, yeah. If you're going to a game in the upcoming homestand, I know I will be. I'm actually going to be there on Saturday. Um, I'm going to be using, actually, I'm not going to be using the ticket code that we have because I've used it already before. But if you are fortunate enough to not have used TickPick before, use code 161 to get 10 bucks off of your tickets and uh, enjoy no fees on top of that as well. And uh, go get yourself some athletic greens and make yourself as great at golf and at life as Damon. So uh, that's code 161, athleticgreens.com. Slash 161. See you guys later. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.